welcome to Stidia Cast, where Stidia trash meets Stidia garbage to be a complete Stidia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Style Stalinsky and he loves her too. This is Stidia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. Everybody, welcome to the second to last episode of this season of Cydia Cast, in which we are talking about the second to last episode of this season of Teen Wolf, which is called Memory Found. And indeed, as the title may suggest, the memory was in fact found. <laughs> so we're gonna go into all about how that happened. But first off, my name is Rachel, and I'm Rongasm on Tumblr. I'm Anya, and I'm Style Still Likes Lydia on Tumblr. I'm Claire, I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. And my name is Rachel, and I am It's Always Lydia on Tumblr. Alright, so I guess let's start off talking about the thing that the fandom was the most pissed off about, because Mm -hmm. I think that I wasn't pissed off about it, and Rachel, you weren't either, and Claire wasn't either, okay. I was not. So, um, Rachel, why don't you explain what your theory about this is because I think that you're right and I have stuff to add to your theory but I agree with you okay so as we all know Scott Malia and Lydia all were trying to recover their memories of styles because they thought that once they did any one of them did they'd be able to open the rift so Scott goes first he has too many memories of Styles because he's known him the longest. He gets overloaded and he almost dies because, again, they put him in a freezing chamber version of the ice bath. Malia goes next. She has a bit more success because she is more prepared and, than Scott was. He kind of just got thrown in there. Um, she also has the least amount of memories of Styles, to be completely fair and honest. And uh, she almost dies and gets pulled out. With Lydia, she gets all her memories very quickly. She's able to access them very quickly, and she processes them the fastest, and she is able to remember styles completely and then come back out, and then we kind of see that the rift is opening behind them. And everyone was angry because this, to them, implied that Cydia was, to quote, deeper than Skiles, when Skiles has been the center of the show since episode one, which it has. But all of us here at City of Cast have a completely different interpretation, and that is that, one, this entire thing was trial and error. As I said, Scott almost died and got overwhelmed. Malia almost died. And then Lydia, because she wasn't in any danger because she couldn't go into the ice bath, was able to do it. People also think that Scott had... Little to no effect on the rift opening at all, which I completely disagree with. And my evidence for that is that they hear thunder when Scott is in the chamber and remembering. And Lydia even asks Malia if she thinks that's thunder from the wild hunt. And Malia says she doesn't know. To me, that's the rift opening. And then the same noise is heard when Malia is put under. And then obviously it's this big boom when Lydia remembers. Um, And my personal spin on this theory is that they all opened it a little bit. Lydia was able to do it completely because she's a banshee. Not just a banshee, she's a banshee with a supernatural emotional connection to Styles. Like, he's on another side of a plane, which is exactly what they were doing in season 3A. Like, she's kind of built for it in this instance because she's got a supernatural emotional connection. She's got her 
banshee powers and she is human in love with styles like Mm -hmm. these three with these three things powers combined like lydia is the best case scenario as to who's going to open it and banshees like hellhounds are like creatures that can kind of go through and in between the veil they're on the edge of life and death like parish ain't got connection or shit to nobody and he just rips open portals (laughs) and no one's complaining about that yeah so in conclusion they all helped to open it Lydia was the most successful because of the three attributes to her character that have been around since season three. Nothing has changed here. I also think that Lydia had been under hypnosis before, and so she has more experience there. Plus, with Ra- like Rachel, with what you said, it's trial and error. She already messed—I mean, she didn't mess up with Scott and Malia, but, like, you know, they all tried together, and they couldn't get there. And then Lydia, this time, had a more direct way to get there. It was just, like, notice that Scott's memories were easily the longest. Plus, I think that from a writing standpoint, if the writers had been setting up the memories from, like, small, medium, large— Like, there's no way that was it, because they would have gone Malia first, then Scott, then Lydia. Like, there's no way that, like, what you guys are saying, that they went from, like, least important to most important is actually happening. Because from a writing perspective, that doesn't make any sense at all, especially because... As we all know, Skiles has been a central part of the show from season one, and Stilia was literally developed so that Skiles could lose his virginity to somebody who wasn't Lydia. And then also... Sorry, I got so caught up in my salt. I forgot my other thing. <laughs> but, like, the thing that you've got to remember is that werewolf physiology and banshee physiology are different. If I thought for one second that just hypnotizing Scott could have, like, easily guided him through the memories to open the rift, then it would have worked. But I think that werewolves, in order for them to kind of do this, they need their heart rate to be slow. Yeah. That's why the ice bath thing was kind of so key for Isaac to get to his memories in the right. premiere of was it premiere of 3a it was the um, premiere yeah so like you gotta this this mythology is being structured very favorably for Cydia. Mm-hmm. but like i said before most of this has been around since season three and they're just visiting it again in a different form for a different supernatural creature occurrence world ending day <laughs> also so if Scott could have been hypnotized we all would have been robbed of Malia trying to hypnotize Lydia, and that was a beautiful moment. <laughs> that okay. was thankful. But I really like how Shelly is leaning into Malia as comedy, as opposed to Malia's bluntness as, like, well, yeah, she's rude, but, you know, she that's just how she is. I love the, how she can lean into, like, Malia doesn't get it as a comedic thing. As opposed to, like, oh, she's just so rude, but that's how she is. You still gotta love her, because, like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I like the self-awareness I, in her acting. Yeah, I totally agree I with that, you, Rachel. I think that's, one, like, one of the reasons that I like Malia more now than I used to, is because in season four, like, she was blunt, and it was just, like, Malia is a blunt character, and nobody really, like, it's not that super interesting. But I think starting in season five, and then especially this season, she's definitely taken it in a funnier way and it's like she can be blunt without being mean and I thought she was mean a lot of the time and now it's just like funny so now let's move on to um Theo and Liam I almost just said Malium and then I just got really confused anyways um (laughs) um I think that I was really impressed with the way their dialogue was written in this episode. I really like the way the author of this episode, he also wrote 602, if anybody left doesn't know that. Um, So I like the way he writes, um, and I really liked the 
Leo and no, <sighs> Liam and Theo. <laughs> the Leo name. The the, the Leo and Theum dialogue. It was good. I thought the atheist line was interesting to me because he had just come back from hell. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Harry Dresden ideology. Yeah. yeah. For people who know what the Dresden books are. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have felt the most interest in Liam and Theo that I've felt since they either of them was introduced in the like, latest episode, which was unexpected. When I saw that Liam and Theo were together, I was like, oh gosh, here we go. I'll like half the episode and hate the other half. But then I was watching it and I was like, dang it, I actually am really enjoying this. I think it's because they're very good foils of each other. Um, it's kind of like with the Styles and Theo scenes in season five, because, you know, you've got one, but like Styles and Theo, they were kind of on the same page in how they operate but Liam is like 100% like I want nothing to do with you because I believe in Scott and you don't believe in Scott right now so I want nothing to do with you but you're gonna help me because Scott said and Styles was all like I don't trust you so I don't like you but I understand you and I hate that yeah so it was like this pure like little Scott McCall fanboy which as <laughs> Anya said is the most likable form of Liam <laughs> And then, like, Theo, who's like, I don't want to be here. I'm mad about everything. I don't even ask to be here. And then he had that change of heart at the end where he let Liam get away. Oh, I kind of didn't see the foreshadowing for that. I was like, really? It was still surprising. I, I wish that this was something that they had saved or for, like, 6B or maybe just... Yeah. I, I shudder to say, or maybe, like, brought Theo back sooner so he could have had more, like work so we could have been doing more work like with scott right there with malia right there because as of right now i think both scott and malia still hate theo a lot and don't really care that he's there so to see him have this redemption with liam i think the reason they did it it the reason they did it was so they could have him in the pack in 6b fully integrated that's got to be it. Like, we've just been waiting for Theo's, like, official redemption arc yeah. to begin with. Bated breath and wrinkled noses and furrowed eyebrows. Yep. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with it, though. Like, I thought I wasn't going to be okay with it, but, like, as I, I decided that I just need to accept it and just, like, <laughs> hope it's done well Other instead of just being, like, continue to be angry about it because, like, at this point, there aren't that many episodes of Teen Wolf yet, and I've decided that it's time to let a little bit of the salt go. <laughs> Anya is young and not yet ruined by bitterness and yeah. trying to save herself. <laughs> Anya, save yourself while you can. Your optimism is beautiful. All of us crones are, like, chattering over our cauldron going, fuck this man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was really done quite well, though, as much as I hate to admit it, and, um, it would have been more effective if the whole pack was there, but obviously, because it was just him and Liam, it really did give the opportunity for us to finally see Liam's backbone, or what is starting to grow of his backbone. Um, it's a little baby fetus backbone right now. You heard it here first, everyone. Liam is growing a bone. <laughs> No, you see, if he was growing less of a bone, he wouldn't have quite as many laden scenes. <laughs> but Liam is so much more tolerable without her. True. And they're yeah. just, they're, they're back and forth in this was really great, especially 
And I know some people were like, oh, this is really dumb, but I loved that scene when they got in the, the police car. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that, too. They became, like, married couple, and Theo was like, I feel like you're not even trying right now, which, like, summed up Liam in this season, but also made them just seem like they were in a relationship, and it was just, I really, I kind of laughed a little too much with that one. Honestly, when like Teen Wolf writes humor and writes it well, it yes. makes it so much easier to like the character who's talking. Yes. It doesn't matter what this person has done, but if they can bounce off other characters well, that's what makes, like, love-to-hate characters fun. That's why I like Peter. Like, not as a person, but as a from a writing perspective, I enjoy it when Peter is on screen. Like, I want to fucking, like, cut off his penis, but, like, yeah. when he's on screen, I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to be entertained. So. So, I was watching that scene with, like, Liam and Theo and the keys, and I was like, dang, there's gonna be Liam and Theo fanfiction now, and I'm yeah. kind of okay with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, my, not the poor spineless child <laughs> i got an interesting theory in my inbox um from somebody and i'm sorry i think it wasn't anon so i cannot give anybody credit for this but it wasn't me um someone proposed that liam was going to kill the nazi wolf and then become an alpha and that's why the whole liam becoming an alpha thing has been so prevalent this season um and i'm not necessarily thrilled about that idea but seeing as they specifically made the nazi wolf an alpha and like drew attention to that i am not entirely certain they are off the mark mm. i don't want liam to be an alpha I though feel like me neither anything- dude that is something that Theo or Peter is actually going to succeed at because they said that the wild hunt isn't like a plot or isn't the big bad for 6B so I feel that means that in some way there either is going to be an entirely new one or it's going to be an old one that kind of comes into the story in a new way and that for me that's always been most likely to be Peter and I know Rachel agrees with me on this I want this Exactly, yeah. and it's it makes perfect sense in, like, the cyclical nature that Team yep. was going for in this last season because they're revisiting all of the old favorites, but it just makes the most sense. Like, if Peter is going to still be around, they need to find a good, justifiable reason for it, and to have him be the final villain makes so much more sense as opposed to him being Malia's grudging daddy figure. Like, let's not. And I, we're already getting a redemption arc for Theo. I really don't want one for Peter, too. Like, on the can nose. we just limit that? Oh, yeah, you gotta pick. Mm-hmm. You gotta pick. Yeah. 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 I also don't necessarily... I don't, in my brain anyway, which obviously applied to Teen Wolf, doesn't really matter, but I don't <laughs> see the Liam defeating the Nazi werewolf setup happening. Yeah, but it's Teen Nazi- Wolf. <laughs> well, again, my earlier statement. <laughs> I'm gonna say that in my brain, I don't know... I don't see that. But, hey, that probably means it will 100% happen. Because, <laughs> I mean, so the, the Nazi werewolf isn't just, like, a werewolf. He's, like, a were-lion. And so we've got um, Theo, who's, like, been trying to be... I tried to keep it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, so we've got Theo, who's, like, trying to... Has been trying to be an alpha since his introduction, but he, like, can't because he's a chimera. And then this Nazi guy is, like, kind of an alpha chimera. And then there's... Peter, who's, like, more kind of got his werewolf powers back, kind of doesn't. So, if anything, they would be the ones more gunning for the Nazi werewolf. And if if Liam ends up, like, killing it so that they can't get to it, that's the only way I could see it. And then Liam's like, oh, shit, now I'm an alpha. And then he kind of ends up in a similar scenario with Scott, where he's like, I made 
a moral decision and it yeah i killed someone but like i became an alpha for like good i killed him for goodish reasons but i still kill killed him so he's it's just very complicated because i think liam is still 100 percent behind scott's ideology so yeah. i don't know if he would like see an alpha and think well someone needs to be alpha with scott's gone so who am i gonna off <laughs> yeah i don't think that like We've already kind of been through the whole, like, killing somebody but still being friends with Scott McCall thing with mm. Styles and 5A. So I don't really think that revisiting that would be, like, a productive thing for Teen Wolf to do. And, like... But I mean, there's so many things it, that aren't but... productive for Teen Wolf to do, and they do it <laughs> yeah, anyways. Exactly. And while we're talking about things that would be extremely productive for Teen Wolf to do, can I just say... Jenny Blake redemption arc. <laughs> I want it so no, bad. Not even redemption. She can be the final villain. Can, I'll throw can, her in there too. I'll throw Jenny Blake in anything. Like my canonically bisexual villain. I love that girl so passionately and so strongly. I would like literally be like bring back Jenny Blake and have her like have. I would be like you know what she can have in like age inappropriate sex with any character she wants to. Like I had to sit through marriage. Give me some really nice like Jenny Blake finding happiness in someone because that girl is badass no without Jenny and Brayden that Brayden. would be beautiful I love oh. I love that what is that Jaden or Brenny yeah Brennifer <laughs> bring back Cora age her up five years and put her with Jenny it's fine everything's fine <laughs> right. a little, it's a little incesty uh, but like so is everything else on Teen Wolf <laughs> <laughs> true true yeah all right, so moving off of Theo and Liam, I guess let's go through the memories um, of our three main characters for season 6A. Um, so is everybody okay if we just start with Malia? Because, <laughs> again, shortest amount of memories. Like, yeah. yeah. I really liked the aesthetic of her crunching through those books, although I know that a lot of people were cringing because they were like, stop stepping on the books. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought that they nailed... Malia's mind space so well like Lydia goes imagine yourself in the library and Malia's like it's messy I've destroyed it I don't care about anything in this room yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a metaphor for like, the Teen Wolf writers yeah. <laughs> I know I was like is she gonna be like is Lydia gonna say that all the open books are like her memories of Styles and she's like no find the shelf with Styles and I'm like oh so all of this is just Malia like That's the quarter is Malia just, like, that makes sense same on you. Like, it's all her coyote memories if you want to even go there she doesn't probably mm -hmm. even know how to distinguish between them because how yeah. do coyotes even memory <laughs> Yeah, and I especially and I loved when she opened her first book and it was her punching styles and she's like, "Well, made a connection," and just yep. drops it on the floor. I was like, "This is so Malia." I'm so. It's happy. a metaphor for their relationship being kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like that I was know. the writers going, "Okay, we may have done something weird. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I was glad that they did the lake house scene. Because I really felt like that was the most, um... It was the most important one by far. Yeah, it was the... And all... I mean, aside from the other one that sent me into, like, an existential crisis, because it was so cute that I almost, like, threw myself oh, out of... <laughs> but we didn't have to, we didn't have to see that, so, uh, everything's fine here. We're all fine. We're all still shipping Cydia. It's endgame. We're good. It's the last scene. It said, like, the last scene that, like, almost killed Malia was when he was walking away from her, and I was like... Open with the punch, end with him abandoning her. Cool. Stalia. <laughs> yup. That's about right. And to be fair, that was a very, like, sad scene for both of them, because Malia was also dying in that scene. But I was, yeah. you know, 
We're all steady as salty shippers here. It's fine. It's weird <laughs> to see him look at her like that because we really haven't seen him look at her like that since season four, I guess. Um, Basically. Yeah, and so it's it's it was very weird to like revisit the place that I was at in season four and just get like thrown back to that like really bitter place where I was just like upset all the time about what was going on. I like didn't sometimes when episodes came out, I didn't watch them until a few days later. Like I'm gonna be real honest, oh, I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. and it was just it was obviously very emotional because for in season four and when they were together because then they almost had nothing from season five. Like, yeah. did they have anything from season five? Can no. anyone confirm? No. That, no. So. When no. he kissed her in 501. Oh, oh, not in the episode. In the there memories? was no, no. single, there yeah. was no, like, there was not a single kiss in Stalia's memory montage. No. Like, yeah. I don't even think they even showed the basement scene, did they? No, they didn't do it. They had, I kind of, they chose the scenes very well. Like, mm-hmm. they chose them so that we got the connection bit but did not have to view the scene that shall not be named. Um, it was a very good choice. Although during that last scene when she is dying, I was just like, open the pocket. Open the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Find that he's been lying to you all along and break up. I'm ready for the breakup. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that it makes sense that that is also the memory that tr- almost triggers Malia, like, dying. Yeah. Because it's like how hopeless must she have felt in that scene yeah. you know mm-hmm. and scott his last memory was also pretty hopeless and then styles was bringing him out of it yes was it, that was his last one right yeah it was they, like, yes him out yeah yeah and i, so I agree with claire they picked for all three of these the way these they flowed and what they chose to begin and end on was like mm-hmm. yeah really well done kudos yeah. to the editors who did that yeah and i really like that they decided like okay, here's this character who had a relationship with Styles, and then they broke up, and then now, like, she's friends with Lydia and everything. And they, like, didn't just ignore that she dated Styles, but they also didn't, like, turn it into something that it was not and try to make it out. Like, her connection was, like, so strong because they had sex. Like, I liked that. They were I felt like it was, like, it was, like, a weirdly... I was, I was, like, pleasantly surprised by the balance they found between... Not ignoring, but that they used to have a relationship, but also clearly showing that she's past that now. I thought it, that was well done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the way that she said to, um, the way Scott says to Lydia, I saw you in my memories and I don't think anybody had a connection like you two. Um, and then Malia says, I saw it too. Like, she didn't necess- she didn't see any Cydia in her memory, so I don't know if that was like an editing mishap or like yeah. if um if she was lying to Lydia to get her to go in. But it, I didn't necessarily feel like she I, she didn't seem like this is like tearing me apart. Like I still love this person and like I can't stand to see him like with you. So she seemed I a little think- bittersweet about it though. She had I a think tear on down her cheek. Like they forgot to put in the breakup scene. Like not like as her last memory but Malia in that scene does say I notice more than you think and a lot of the fandom has suspected that she's not just saying like I know that you're hiding that you killed Donovan from me yeah um it's, yeah. people thought like I know that you're hiding how important Lydia is to you and how you feel about her from me so I I think that it almost is a little bit of both like those memories now that she has all of her memories because I think that once they pull them out they've got all their memories it's just they failed mm-hmm. at opening the rift yeah. like she's got to remember 
observing all that. And she's got to remember that, like, the, the thing that she said to Styles when he, they broke up was, I kind of know that you have feelings for someone else. And then that person is standing right in front of her, like, trying to get him back. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I 100% agree because that's what I thought was going to happen. But they said both Scott, Scott says... I can see him now. I can visualize him. And Malia says, yeah, I can visualize him too. And I was like, are you guys implying that you don't have all your memories back? So I don't know if that was just a badly written piece of dialogue, but that one piece of dialogue made me question what we just did. Exactly, because they yeah. clearly saw Styles in all of their memories. It's yeah. not like he was a fuzzy blur. They were just like... It's almost as if like you have the memory of somebody, but like you don't know if you've actually met them. Like I have... Maybe it's because they only saw their memories as observers and they didn't see them as like, I'm looking at you right now. Because of what Scott did say and that I don't think anyone had the connection you did makes me feel like he's just going off of those memories he received and he doesn't actually fully know of his relationship with Styles because if he did, he would be able to say it like with more conviction. Like, I know no one else I think he would have said, like, he, like, he's loved you for, like, such a long time or something like that. He would have said something with more facts, like like you said, Claire, like, more conviction. So I kind of, I'm not sure if they have all their memories back. It could, it could honestly be, like, the simplest thing is that Malia's memories forgot to put in, like, one thing where Lydia's in the background in some significance or we saw the breakup scene where she said that. And... With, like, everything. They're, like, really playing fast and loose with the memories and how how they get them back. Or that we should assume that what we saw is not necessarily all that they saw. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true, too. Let's talk about Scott's memories. Um, The the second that I heard... you kissed her, Scott. I like screamed. Oh my, dude, and I fell off. I fell off my bed and was like, "I chose to go way back to that one." Holy shit! I know. Well, I had like a minor existential crisis when they saw season one, Scott and Styles. Me. Oh my gosh. When I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's what Tyler Posey's hair used to look like." <laughs> right. Just died. Half of me was like, "Oh my god, why did they look like this?" But then the other half of me was like, "Oh my god, I've spent so much of my life wasted on." Shaggy and the egg. I was like, oh my gosh, in this scene, they're as old as I am right now. That's why boys my age are so unattractive. (laughs) Touche. Oh my god. When I watch season three, on the other hand, I'm like, shit, they're my age and I am not killing it. (laughs) Fuck. I am as old. As, as oh, Claire, Claire too. We are as old as Tyler Posey and Dylan like, But you guys are aging better than Dylan, to be fair. <laughs> I'm not a Teen Wolf at any season. I was like, wow, I'm too old to be watching. <laughs> Even though we're watching people our age play the 16-year-old. <laughs> Scott's memories were also just probably the most beautifully strung together because I think... I think that people are right. Skiles is one of the most important relationships, like, if not the most important relationship in the show. So to see these memories that we all so strongly have identified with from day one, like, yeah, it probably had the most impact for me personally in terms of, man, I enjoy watching this show for Scott and Styles yeah. so much. Like, I know we were all, like, every one of us had to have been gunning for a Motel California scene, because mm-hmm. that's, in my opinion, the most iconic Skiles scene. And, and the I, intro to that scene! 
I oh my gosh. Second, you heard like the the sparkle, the the flare, yeah. and you like the second I heard it, I flipped a shit. Like I was like, no, they didn't. Even though I knew they totally would, even though they did. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulled the fucking flare out of the locker. I was just like. I 100% knew this was going to happen, but the way it was executed and the fact that it just actually is unfolding on my screen was so... It was just like... I don't know. That was actually the moment because <laughs> my dad was still on the couch because he was too lazy to get up, and I flipped out, and that was what caused him to go upstairs. <laughs> I freaked out over it. Um, it was just so beautifully done. And, like, Scott pulled something from his memories out of the locker, which, like, Rachel is crying right now. Yeah, Rachel has her mic muted and is crying right now. (laughs) But, like, Scott pulled something from that memory out of his locker, which is, like, it shows, like, that this show does not fuck around with their relationship. It was like Lydia touching the jersey into another dimension. Exactly. Like... (laughs) (laughs) so beautifully shot um i think maggie said on twitter that it was um probably one of the most beautiful things that she's ever seen teen wolf do in terms of aesthetics and just like conveying emotion and like significance through images like it's so perfect because i don't think that you don't think you can remake magic twice with Scott holding a flare covered in gasoline, but him pulling it out of the locker and, like, Claire says, you hear the of the flare before you see it. Like, holy shit, guys, that was a really well-shot scene. That was so beautiful. I love Scott McCall. I know. And I also, I just feel like that's, like, that's why he couldn't open the rift because he got so overwhelmed because that's such a powerful scene. And that's just something that, like, he looks back at that and he's like, wow, that changed my entire life. Like, that relationship was like nothing else ever and like it's that's he was so overwhelmed when he first was going through that experience that like living it he probably went to the same headspace and you just Mm -hmm. like can't function after that but also as none of us could function after that but i also loved so much that the visual that lydia chose for him was being in high school and opening up each locker as a memory of styles because um each lot like it it made so much sense and it made me think of first of all like the beginning of 6a when he was looking at the like styles's locker and was like Mm -hmm. "Hmm, why is this so familiar and then also like it made me think of that scene at the end of season 3a when he's like i look for my friends and i was like oh in the hallway friend in the lockers i'm dead (laughs) so i thought that was perfect good i honestly if scott could have opened that rift i firmly believe it if he hadn't been so overwhelmed by his memories scott McCall was gonna open the rift like he totally could have real he may have died to do it but he could he could have done it because there was motherfucker on a stick anyways (laughs) anyways i think like does so, any, so did anybody else think that when, when Lydia was like, you need to, like, start from the beginning and, like, go step by step, I was like, fuck, y'all, we're gonna get Skyle's flashbacks, and then we didn't, and I was like, what the fuck, I didn't, I, like, I didn't ask for this, like, I don't know what you're doing to me, Team Wolf, I am not pleased. Oh, finally, we've been waiting for the flashback montage all fucking season, but it starts with you kissed her, Scott, and we're like, not like this! Show me there was a child! 
How dare you make me feel something? I was like, I wanted, I thought we were going to see them, like, as kids, like, when she said that. And so I was like, listen, I'm ready. Like, my loins are girded. I'm ready. And then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I was kind of hoping we were going to see this scene at the end of season two with, the, like, lac- lacrosse and you still got yeah. me. But it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. We're not so like, then. Elephant in the room with red hair. Lydia? Strawberry blonde hair. Five, three, green eyes. Currently <laughs> 18 years old. Oh, no. She's 17 and I'll fight anybody. Um, anyways. No, she can be. It's, it's past March. She can be. It's past um, March. They're, like, like, talking about how they're almost going to graduate. I don't think so. I think it's February. I thought it was February. Okay, fine. She's turning 18 soon. In a month. (laughs) There's no concept of time in Teen Wolf. This is also very true. The point is, the Lydia memories were were also extraordinarily beautiful and aesthetic. I loved loved the way she sat in front of a TV and clicked through them. It felt very meta. I was like, I remember watching Mm -hmm. What the Hell is the Styles on my TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> control freak Lydia Martin has the most control. Um, yeah. It's in her hand. She's got yeah. it. Literally. And also it makes sense for her because she's like the kind of person that I think like needs that, like needs to feel like they have that type of like tactile control. And so I love the the scenarios that they chose for Scott, Lydia, and Malia. Um, Lydia, Lydia had complete control. She was watching it happen. She could like theoretically get out of it any time, but then she got up and walked into it for the last one, and that was the memory where she lost the most control. And then Scott was doing the hallway parallel where like I looked to my friends, and Malia was like surrounded in chaos, and it was like too much, but she was able to like zero in on the details when they mm-hmm. when she needed to. So I felt like the writers mm-hmm. did a great job there. Um, and those like little like flashbacks of like different dialogues throughout the series fucked me up hard. But if we're talking meta, you said meta, and I'm gonna jump jump the gun. But the so two moments in this episode really had me shook. One would be the flare, um, and two would be the the setup of her watching the kiss from an outsider perspective. Yeah. Like she was Mm. literally watching her and Styles kiss in the locker room and the way that like she was in the foreground and they were shrouded in the background and that it was just like <sighs> that one really threw me because it kind of made up for all of, like the shitty plot and setup that we've had this season because <laughs> it was just so artfully executed and you could I don't know it just really got a reaction out of me beautiful yeah, I wanted her to go find the kiss scene I said yeah. that on Twitter before the episode aired. I said, well, we know she seems to be in the classroom, but what if she, like, hears the memory and she goes to find it, and that's what, like, unlocks everything. And that's uh. pretty much what happened. We wanted it to be more obvious, us Twitter folk, to see, wanted to see a red string. Maggie, in particular, was was calling for that. But like Claire said, it's just such beautifully shot sequences for all of them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we got a new clip, y'all. In case you didn't know, yeah, of five, uh, of six, um, oh one, oh one, yeah, we they got that. Threw in a clip of Styles telling Lydia to look at look him in the jeep, and it is it is never before seen, brand new shenanigans. <laughs> it shook me though. I was like, motherfucking hell. Were you more shook by that or by how they like had galvanized just like all up in that? I was more <laughs> shook about um, galvanized actually, and it was because I, I um, it was because <laughs> like the fact that they, Lydia was like that was when everything changed, and then it says like it's like the sun came out, and then she's looking at him like that, and I was like, they're yeah. saying that the sun was coming out during galvanized. <laughs> 
I know. They just admitted it. It was amazing. Oh, God. They just gave it up. They gave it up. (laughs) I was, I was like, I was shook just by, like, watching before it went to commercial, her hand, like, in, um, like, real life, not in her memories, just, like, mimicking the, um, hitting the remote control. Mm -hmm. Like, that... I, I don't really know why that made me so emotional, but I think it's just because, like, Stydia and hand-holding and, like, hand-contact has, has been such a huge part of their relationship from, like, every time we freak out when his hand was, like, on her back to, like, the hand-holding <laughs> in season five that was, like, everything that was sustaining us. And I just, like, to see her hand, like, mimic, like, pantomiming, holding a remote almost made me feel like oh, look, her hand is empty, just, like, her hand is empty, like, without styles there to hold I her hand, and I was that. like, I need it. All right, Anya, that was uncalled for. <laughs> so, Stop. red string ratings, um, where are we gonna land on this episode, guys? What are we gonna do for your red string ratings? Who wants to go first? Claire? <laughs> Every time, I love it. I just think that Claire's gonna be the meanest, so I wanna, like, get her out of the way. <laughs> but that was totally not true last time, and I was actually the highest, and it made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. Well, um, then maybe we'll have Anya go first, because she'll be the nicest. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be like, this was like a 2.6, if I'm being generous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, comparatively, let's be real. This episode was amazing. <laughs> but, um, okay. I'm going to give it um, a 4... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna give it a four point eight because oh. <laughs> because uh, I thought it was great, but the only two things were that we didn't actually get to see Styles come through, which I was kind of hoping for, but it's fine. But um, also because every time they had the like echoing voices when they were talking to each other, like brother, 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 every time they did that, the <laughs> voices were so distorted that I was like, wow, their voices sound so weird, and it like brought me out of the episode for a little bit. <laughs> Every single time that happened, I was like, ew, what? this is gross. And then, like, the first time when Lydia was talking to Scott and her voice kept repeating and repeating, I was like, oh, no, this is weird. I don't like her voice anymore. Aww. So that, <laughs> just for, like, those 15 seconds. Sex. So Rachel yeah, overdid that a little bit. <laughs> What's your rating? Me? I went to Rachel. I'm looking at her. Oh. Can't you see me oh. staring into the same <laughs> camera? Okay, okay. Mine <laughs> is a 4.5. And, like, basically, it's it's really something that took me out of the episode was Malia being, like, I remember this exact conversation I had with Styles. He called you guys brothers. And I was, like, yeah. Malia, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty sure she just made that up. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's lucky that it actually connected to a memory. I wish she had just said, wait, Scott, we were talking about you getting an apartment with somebody. And I think it was Styles because I said you shouldn't live with your friends, and you said, nah, well, I'm moving in with my brother. It won't be a big deal at all. Like, it's such a clunky piece of dialogue that really should have come from Lydia, but they needed to have Malia say something in the scene. So, like, yeah, 4.5 yeah. out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> Take Claire. Okay. Um, okay, so prediction was correct. I am going to give the lowest rating. Um, <laughs> going back to her roots. <laughs> As always, go back to what I know. I'm giving it a 4.3. I did that on purpose for suspense. Uh, (laughs) And my reasoning is this. While I absolutely adored the episode and that it was exactly what my heart needed right now, I do need to acknowledge the fact that there was really 
aside from the Liam and Theo stuff and what we learned about Lydia's true feelings, there wasn't really anything else that happened. It was and a bottleneck. While, well, while I did absolutely Shut up, Rachel. It, I don't know how the technical definition of a bottleneck. Leave me alone. I, uh, I, I really did love it, and I love that it gave us Stydia Shippers uh, validation. Um, it was a glorified clip show, and I do need to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I loved it, but I think the next episode will be so much better when we actually have them in the same dimension. Mm-hmm. I guess I was planning on doing the next episode of five, so that's why I'm like, all right, I'll go like 4.7. Um, I am okay with it being a glorified clip show because we don't do flashbacks on Team Wolf very often. Like, if we do do flashbacks, <laughs> I said do-do, then it's like it's like character scenes that we've never seen before. And so I was totally okay with them doing a glorified clip show. It felt like the right time. It was a good excuse. I was okay with it. Also, just Lydia saying, like, that was when it all started. I was like, holy mother, I have been saying this to people since 2014. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it is 2017. <laughs> and I am right. And I am so freaking... Every time somebody came into my inbox, I was like, Rachel, does Lydia really love styles? And I was like... <gasps> Like, yes! And Will Wallace was like, the kiss was nothing romantic happening there. And we were like, yeah, right. Look at their faces. But why did they act like that afterwards? And why does Jeff love that scene so much if it was just, like, bros being dudes kissing each other? Which, there's still time for Being dudes? (laughs) Well, Rachel and I have always said that we think that Scott and Styles probably... Oh, wait, or was that Posey and Dylan? It's, like, both. (laughs) Anyways... Anyways, the point here is that we will see you next week for the season finale of 6A of Teen Wolf. And after that, we will see you for our two season wrap-up episodes, during which none of us will be wrapping. Uh, oh, I don't know. That's a really I, got some, I got some Nicki Minaj chops. Oh, I started listening to tons of Ariana Grande while I was writing my Big Bang fic, and now I like, I know, oh, I know so much more now. <laughs> more about rapping no i don't know more about rapping i know more about sex slang oh, okay <laughs> anyways my name is rachel i am it's always lydia on tumblr <laughs> my name is rachel and i'm ron gasm on tumblr <laughs> i'm anya and i'm style still likes lydia on tumblr I'm Claire, and I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. And we will see you next week. Mwah! Mwah! Did it anyway! Do you get it? That was was foreshadowing. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this week's Stydia Cast. After next week's episode of Teen Wolf, tell us what you think of it by emailing stydiacast at gmail.com, and your comment might be featured on our show. Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, StidiaCast, or our Twitter, Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making season three of StidiaCast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too. <laughs>